y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Perinatal Podcast. I am, as always, honored and delighted to have you here with me. This week, Jackie Santishan joins me, and I am thrilled. She has been my... I don't know how to describe her. She keeps me saying on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. She has been so helpful for me in navigating social media as a professional, as a mama, as all the things. Um, she's a stay-at-home mom. She's a former elementary school. She worked 11 years as a teacher. She has a master's degree in counseling and a lover of wordplay, which is one of the main reasons why I fell in love with her. She wrote the book, How to Parent. Possibly actually remember everything next time. I mean, have you heard of a more clever book title? I'm not sure that I have. She is passionate about helping parents break the cycle of trauma in order to create emotionally resilient children. Jackie is the genius, the guru, the words behind the content creation account, kindminds underscore smart hearts on Instagram. You will find links to her in the show notes, of course. She also writes, produces, edits, and stars in Patera on YouTube to teach emotion regulation strategies to kids. And a new favorite, she gets me, you all. She is the co-host of Hiding in Cars, a podcast for parents seeking a moment of zen in their cars. I know you all feel that. Y'all, welcome Jackie to the Perinatal Podcast. The Perinatal Podcast is supported by Muse. Muse is a brain-sensing headband that uses real-time biofeedback, much like a heart rate monitor senses your heartbeat. It then uses this information to train your mind to meditate better, be more focused, and have more restful sleep by translating your brain activity into the guided sounds of weather. When your mind is calm and settled, you hear peaceful weather. Busy mind, you hear stormy weather to cue you back to focus. Afterward, I can see post-session reports in the app and get feedback on how in the zone I was during my meditation. Now I can see myself improve over time, which encourages me to continue meditating. Muse is backed by research from Yale, Harvard, MIT, and NASA. Muse S is one of my favorite tech pieces to use in calming my mind. This means I'm able to have better focus, stay more present in the moment, and be more engaged with life without feeling overwhelmed. If you're interested in trying it for yourself, you can get my 20% off discount at choosemuse.com slash amplifywellness or use promo code amplifywellness at checkout. Your mental health is your dope itself, but you don't have to tend to it by yourself. Get a tribe, get inspired, and you'll get ahead. Get someone to talk to, don't keep it bottled in. You're beautifully human, you should remember this. So it's okay for you to feel emotions. At times we all need to clear our heads And when you do, just holler at Therapy by May Wow, so excited to have you here, Jackie Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me Thanks so much for having me I'm really glad to meet you face-to-face via Zoom (laughs) I I know, right? It's interesting, though, I think in today I just feel like with social media There are people that I feel like I know Or like in Zoom And I may never share oxygen with them But it's still... I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or some sort of combination, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's nice to be able to still be able to reach out to other people. Yeah. It's just how friendships work these days. I mean, I host an entire podcast with somebody that I have known for three years and we've never met. So it's just how yes, things that's go. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am. We will get to that podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah. so pumped to talk about it. So, but Jackie, how do you and I know each other? Oh, well, we know each other from, from faith, from Instagram. Sorry. I'm like social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I always like to tell people like, Hey, are we actually friends? Do we know each other? Where, how do we know each other? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. Through Instagram. You're right. Um, that's we're in I- a great group together that is, is kind of, I don't know, mediated, <laughs> hosted huh. by Jackie. She make her homes from eating her young and she's wonderful and supportive and, um, has been very, you know, I don't know, just very supportive of me on my Instagram journey. I would not yes. have um, the community that I have without her help. So, and I would not have met you without her help. So that's lovely. Yes. Also that, which is so wonderful. And same, I think, I think a lot of parents that I talk to struggle with social media in a number of ways. And for those of us who are using it professionally, especially it's, um, it's a minefield. It's a lovely space. It's far reaching. It's devastating. And so, uh, it's nice to have other people who are walking that similar path who can bolster us when we're having some not great days and celebrate our victories and all of that. Definitely. Totally agree. 
Yeah. So how, speaking of that, how did you decide to start the Kind Mind Smart Hearts page? Well, um, TikTok decided for me, basically. I Fabulous. Love it. <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, in the middle of the pandemic, I went to the vet one day with my son and my vet had this great thing where you could drop off your dog and they would do the shots, or whatever, and then bring him back to the car. So I was sitting in my car. My son was snoozing in the back seat and um, not in the back seat, in his car seat. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I um, you know, having a background in teaching and counseling, I was like, my husband's been trying to get me on TikTok. I mean, he, my husband was, you know, looking at people dancing forever. I yeah, refused sure. to get on. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm just going to throw some things out there, see what happens. And I posted a video about um, some alternatives to saying good job to your kids. And it blew up and it was so exciting. <laughs> you know, like I was like, wow, it was so exciting. And also, I got so many messages from people saying, I had never considered this and thank you so much for sharing this. And so I posted a few more that were kind of in that same vein. And then I kind of grew quickly over there. It's, it's stalled a little bit now, but I grew kind of quickly and then um, just got so much wonderful feedback from parents about how much I was helping. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not in the classroom. I'm at home. I have time to do this. And so I've just kept going with that. Wonderful. <laughs> I know I, I have such a, I'm going to try it let me give it a go. Maybe I can't. Yes, no, yes, no with TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I started also like I would post some other stuff because I I didn't really realize. And if anybody's listening who wants to be a content creator has these ideas, like once you start going in one direction, it's really hard to like do the things you want to do and have people still appreciate it. Because yeah. I was like, well, maybe I could do, I love Bravo and reality TV. Maybe I could do some TikToks about that. And yeah. people were like, um, please stick to parenting. So wow. I was like, okay, fine. But now, oh, now no. that I have, yeah, I know. But now that I have a little community and they know me better and like the yeah. other following me for the right reasons, then I think yeah. they accept my weirdness. And yeah. <laughs> okay. I have to go on the quickiest of quickest tangents. And for those sure. of you who don't care about Bravo, hit the forward for 30 seconds. <laughs> So I don't, but my girlfriend lives in Salt Lake City. And so she started watching the Salt Lake City. So I started watching it with her and I was out there a couple of weeks ago. And so we went to the original Beauty Labs parking lot where like the Miss herself was, yes, exactly. It was arrested. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my gosh, it was such a moment. It was, I have a picture of us. I'll have to, maybe I'll post it. And those, those who are listening will know on Instagram and everyone also be like, what, what Why is, is she posting a parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we totally, so we had that. And and again, I will obviously put all of your contact information, everything that you're discussing here in the show notes to the listener. So never fear, um, but that's so great. And you are right. It's like, stay in your lane energy sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's it's like people think that they're being encouraging, like, no, but you're so good at the teaching stuff. And yeah. Right. <laughs> but you're like, I'm a whole person. I have all these other interests. And I know that if you like how I present this, you're going to also like how I present this. Just give me a chance. And yeah. I don't like, I... Yes, I love talking about parenting and I love talking about mental health, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I just want to talk about something that's a little bit more chill today. You know, I don't want to get so deep every time. So, you know, that's really, this is not a conversation. This podcast episode is not about life on social media, but I feel right. like just continuously kind of coming yeah. back to it. But yeah, I like how you said I'm a whole person. And I think, I think, especially in the, we get kind of two dimensional, like this is what you do. This you're, Here you are on paper and that's kind of it. Um, and yeah, you are right. There are certain times where like, I just want to talk about my new running shoes or <laughs> right. Yeah. And some people are like, that has nothing to do with mental health. I'm like, first of all, new running shoe day is my favorite holiday of the year. It does have everything <laughs> to do with my mental health. Also, it helps me to exercise. So also my mental health, but right. Yeah. You need to go for a walk or a run every day. Get that, get those juices flowing. I think it's super important. Yes. So you talked about not like alternatives to saying good job to your kids, which I will definitely get into more. What are some other of the ways that you find you know, your favorite ways to encourage parents? I think something that I do, or I try to do, I don't know if I do it successfully or not, but I try to remind parents where I came from. Um, yeah. because I think they see me and sometimes I present things about emotional regulation and people are like, well, how am I going to teach my kid about emotional regulation? And I can't even regulate myself. And that's, trust me, I get it. 
And that's what I try to remind people. Like I came from the classroom. That's where I learned my parenting stuff. And I was a screamer before I was a breather. Like I used to scream at my students and I am embarrassed by it and shocked that they reach out to me now and want to like, they're like, oh my gosh, I love you. I miss you. I'm like, what? <laughs> you do? <laughs> do you really? You missed the, you missed the hollering, huh? That was good you for liked you. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, um, and just to say it's, possible to make a turnaround. Um, it's possible to change and that I still revert back to that. Like it's my first go-to when my son does something that drives me bananas. I want to scream as well. <laughs> you know, I feel it. And, uh, it takes me a second to be able to catch myself and use one of those strategies that I've learned and then move into a, a more effective communication pattern <laughs> with my child. Yes. So I think just making sure to connect and be, let people know I'm not trying to be the perfect mom and I, you shouldn't either. And mm -hmm. we're all going to learn together with this. Um, but also I like to use humor and I like to use <laughs> strategies that are easy to remember um, yes. because it's too hard when you're super emotional to be like, yes. okay, wait, what did that lady tell me to do again? I forgot. And <laughs> Pratt, Pratt, what? Exactly. Was yeah. Was it back? <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I literally have that conversation with clients where they're having a lot of it's usually interpersonal, um, often with partners. And I'll be like, if you need to talk about like when you start ramping each other up and you push each other's buttons, like you can break that cycle. If when you are calm, you can have a conversation about like a safe word, pineapples. And right. well, I mean, that means I'm going to walk away and you're still angry about that, but it's okay because we established in a calm space that I'm going to walk away. I'm, I'm going to say pineapples. I'm taking 10 minutes. I'm leaving, whatever that looks like. And so, yeah, being able to think about that in the calm, in the car line, when you're scrolling Instagram, watching videos, <laughs> right? Like right. I'm not angry right now. I can kind of internalize this a little more and then possibly in the future, try to regulate myself because I, you know, I don't know if people weren't thinking about it or I was a child myself. And so I didn't know about it, but I don't feel like we've talked a lot about that historically about like, a dysregulated adult is not going to help a child become more regulated. It just felt like you said, like your example, which I, you said, like you would just scream at the children. Right. <laughs> like, I'm screaming. So you need to calm down. Exactly. And it's like, how could they possibly learn the, that calm is the way to go? If you're not showing them the calm is the way to go. I love right. how everybody's safe word is pineapple, by the way, <laughs> you said safe word. My brain went pineapple. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I did have somebody who he is one of my clients. He is quite the jokester, obviously no other identifying information, but he was like, well, I can't do that. My wife will think I want to be a swinger. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that Lord. is a swinger thing. You've <laughs> ruined pineapple for me now. No. No, hey, no, this is a sex positive space. No shame for swingers. Just that wasn't our goal. So, right. Right. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So you brought up a really great point about like doing things when you're calm uh -huh. and I have a whole analogy that, you know, I love analogies. I love an uh -huh. acronym. Um, and I kind of, uh, adapted it from one that I learned from conscious discipline where they use a car analogy, but I took it a little bit further and I use an airplane. So yes, your kid it. is like, the pilot of their brain plane and they need to learn how to fly the plane because they're going to be the only one that can possibly fly the plane. You cannot make your child do anything really. They're going to do it. Um, so you want them to be in the cockpit. That's the prefrontal cortex. You want them in the front. That's a pilot that is trained. They know the flight plan. They know how to push all the buttons. They know how to get where they're going. Once they get emotional and whiny, they're more like a cat, a passenger in the cabin. Mm -hmm. They're pushing the button. I want to drink. I want food. I need the bathroom. Like when your kid is like repeating things they want, 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 they're, yes. they're the passenger in the cabin. They might just be like trying to negotiate, but I just want to be on my airplane. I have airplane mode on. Why can't I be on the internet or whatever the rules are? I don't know the rules of phones, but yeah. <laughs> they're trying to negotiate with you. Yes. Uh, they're in the cabin. Once they've fallen out of the plane, they're in their brainstem. They're too panicked to learn anything. You can't teach that kid anything. Um, and calm down strategies are a parachute pack. So the time to teach someone to use a parachute pack is when they're in pilot school, when they're <laughs> learning about flying a plane. Yes. You can't, when you're the flight attendant, which is what your parent is, yes. they're the people that can help you remember. They're helping the, the cabin people. 
They're like, here's the safety card. I'll give you the instructions just in case you forget. Hey, you're in the middle of a tantrum. Remember you have these calm down strategies we've practiced before? Here they are. I'll remind you where your parachute pack is. It's right under your seat. You know, that's what a, a, a flight attendant or parent can do. And um, when your child's falling through the sky, you might have to jump out of the plane and grab onto them with your parachute pack and co-regulate mm -hmm. with them because you've got your strategies and you're helping them. So yeah, that's my whole thing. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure I got all the parts out. <laughs> no, uh, I, honestly, that is genius. I, again, I just think it's so hard for us as parents. I am so guilty of this myself with my anxiety, my own life anxiety with the parenting, with the state of the world right now, everything that's going on. And I just find like, it's really helpful for me to conceptualize these things. Like I am allowed to be angry, frustrated, whatever that my children are fighting with each other and being what I think is malicious is a very, my mom gets so mad when I use words like malicious. She's like, it's so, it's so strong. And I'm like, okay, they're being intentionally unkind. Okay. <laughs> malicious means bad. Mal just means bad. You know, it just means they have bad intentions. That's all it means. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. And, and, God bless my children. They're pretty intelligent and they know exactly how to push each other's buttons. But but so I'm allowed to feel the emotional response to that and be frustrated. But then also, how am I conceptualizing it and how like it has to go through the machine of my own brain and being like, OK, you're feeling this emotion because you're having the situation. And what is your action going to be as a result of that? And if I can display to them as their parent, like this is how I respond when I'm frustrated and upset and I can, uh, you know, have a cogent discussion with them. It's helpful for them in the future too, as they grow and learn in that space. And I'm not asking anybody here to be perfect. You already said earlier, we've already, <laughs> we've already taken perfection off the table. So yeah. bye. Oops. I just hit my mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, it's just, it is so helpful for us to really have that visualization. I love the airplane. I love that idea. And you're right. Ain't no one flying that kid's plane with them. You can do right. all, all you want, but you're the flight attendant. You can tell them what's going on in the back. You can tell them, hey, I heard okay. that there's something happening, but they, they're in charge and yes. they will be yes. forever. So you can, you, they need to be taught to be able to navigate it on their own. And you said something, oh, um, yes, modeling it is so important, like modeling what to do when you're frustrated. A lot of parents are like worried about, well, what if I do it and they think I'm acting and not really doing it? And it's like, well, don't, you don't have to. You don't have to manufacture situations because there are so many of them every day that just pop up so and many so many we're so lucky hashtag blessed um i was with a mom at a school pickup yesterday and she was like my son always goes uh and then i realized it's because i go uh when i'm frustrated and it's it's activating to use the word that is not triggering anymore it's activating when you see your child go uh because you're like my child should just be happy and respond to things calmly but uh-huh but we don't. And it's okay to be annoyed oh. about stuff, you know? <laughs> it's so, it's okay. I was activated at that moment. I do yeah. feel like we, I, it is funny. I used to work in a psych hospital with junior high schoolers and they would just love to throw like trigger and coping skills and trigger and coping skills. And I'm like, mm -hmm. doesn't even mean anything anymore. So I do acknowledge we perhaps <laughs> abused, triggered, but I was activated just then because my kids both go, oh, and I'm like, I don't do that, but there are certain things like my son, all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, started saying, come on, man. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm sorry that he's frustrated, but it's so cute. And then I don't know if it was me or my husband, but we both absolutely say it. So I don't know if he heard us say it or we heard him say it, but one of us has started it and we're all doing it. And it's funny because it's like the things that you do, like your children absorb so much from you and you're not even necessarily aware and you're gritting your teeth or grunting or come on manning. And, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, and it is tough. It's like, Sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's going with that. Like I was yeah. looking at my daughter on the ride home from school yesterday. We were at a stoplight and I like looked back at her and thought, what a what a beautiful space where like she doesn't care about really anything in the world right now except for going to school and learning, you know, how to sing Moon River and mm -hmm. coloring and certainly getting into arguments with her brother. But like the reality of the terror of war, what a, and what a place of privilege upon which I sit to be able to have my children in that space. But yeah, and it's like, so while they are in this place where their biggest concern is, you know, which Harry Potter movie and who gets to pick which Bluey episode and whatever. Right being able to get them in the space where they're be modeling and learning these behaviors but also like you said 
but not manufacturing, not like, I'm actually really upset right now. And it's pretty obvious that I'm yeah. really upset, but I'm smiling because that's what I'm supposed to do because I'm your parent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or like, if if I take deep breaths, my son sometimes thinks I'm acting. Like I'll take a deep breath and be like, I'm calming myself down to address him. And he says, stop calming down. Stop calming down. I know what you're doing. You're calming down. And I'm like, yeah. well, listen, uh, this is frustrating for you. You don't have to look at me, but you can't control what I'm doing. I need to calm down so that I don't shout at you. I really don't want to shout. So give right. me a second. And um, so he realizes that he also doesn't like, like if I say the same thing too many times, like it's okay to be angry. It's not okay to throw something. The other day he got really mad that I kept saying that. He said, I know that you always say that. Oh, sorry. Doorbells being rung. Um, <laughs> well, sorry, friends. I don't, nobody's supposed to be here. So I'm not answering that. Um, so what was I, I saying? This podcast later and be like, that was me. No, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. Oh, he said, I don't like, you always say that when it's okay to be mad, but it's not okay to throw something. Don't say that. And I said, what if I say, when the volcano blows, you don't throws. And he goes, okay, fine. You can say that. <laughs> he just like, he didn't want me to say it in the same way. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I get he, it. It's very yeah. like, my husband even says that sometimes he's like, stop social working me. Like, yeah. and I'm like, but it's really what I want to say right now. Like I yeah. really need, or like in your case, like I really do need to take breaths and oxygenate my muscles right now before I make my next move. Because if I, I want to respond and not react. And if I don't do that breath, I'm going to react and you're witnessing it and it may seem fake to you, but I really need to do it. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing and it's a whole thing. And yeah. Yeah. But it's good to talk through those things and like for them to really see you have it. It's the same as seeing them up having them see you apologize is really helpful. Having them see you apologize yes. to them and to other people. Like I yes. try, I don't want to ever get into a huge blowout fight with my husband in front of my son, but I don't mind letting him see kind of smaller things every once in a while so that he can see two grown adults working through. Yes. Something. And then also like yesterday I snapped at my husband about something. I can't remember what, but then a few minutes later I was like, I'm sorry. I said, blah, 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 about blah, blah. And I didn't even intentionally say it in front of my son. Like I wasn't even thinking about that. But then afterwards I was like, oh, I'm glad he was there when I said that. Maybe he heard me, you know? <laughs> I actually, I love that you just said that because I actually, I don't know how to, people are going to roll their eyes so hard when they say this. Like, <laughs> it's performative. It feels performative and I acknowledge it, but I love an opportunity to apologize to my children. Like if I say, I don't know, pick up your socks or whatever. And then my husband would be like, oh no, he's got his socks there because we're about ready to go. I, that's not a thing mm -hmm. that's ever happened. And I love being able to be like, oh my gosh, son, I, honey, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't mm -hmm. have, I shouldn't have asked, you know, I should have looked around before I made a, a response to that or whatever. And I really do because I think it's so, I think it's so important. I have so many clients, especially we just got through here in the United States. I don't know. We need to come up with a new name, not Thanksgiving, but also gratitude day. I don't know we murdered indigenous people anyway whatever yeah. that holiday was um and every single client of mine in the next week was like here are the things that i haven't told you about my family here are the things that came up with my family da, da, da. and a lot of them really have we it's kind of unpacking that like my parents used to display their perfection to me do this because i know better do what i say mm -hmm all of that and then realizing that your parents are actually human and like the shattering or the cracking of the glass or the shattering of the illusion and the rose-colored glasses and it's like I never want those rose-colored glasses to exist um right and I can't pretend that that doesn't naturally happen because I think my kids think I'm pretty cool Ooh, yeah. well maybe not cool but but how do we get to a space where they see our faults and our flaws and our attempts at becoming better so that they never feel like they have to try to attain perfection like their parents Right. Yeah. And I, well, I try to tell him when I'm like, this is another sort of example, but like, I'll try to be like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit nervous today. I have a doctor's appointment or I'm feeling a little bit anxious because I'm going to go on a podcast today and I don't know how's it going to go, you know? And I just like yeah. to talk to him about those things because yeah. you can't say all feelings are okay. If you don't ever have any feelings other than happy, that, you know, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, That's exactly it. Right. If I am just easy breezy life is perfect nothing gets me upset I'm only happy or excited like cheering for the cowboys and the falcons or you know like whatever <laughs> that looks like yeah and they never do get to, like I was crying last week and I won't go into it trigger warning not gonna not gonna mention it but I was looking at some some a child who had passed away in um the, in West Asia 
And I was just crying and my son had come down out of his room when he wasn't supposed to be, but nevertheless, <laughs> he's four, bless him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mama, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, I'm really sad because somebody died. Their, mm-hmm. their body stopped working. That's how I explained it. My grandpa died of Parkinson's last year and he was three and he was like, what mm-hmm. does died mean? And so his body stopped working is how we described that. And I was sitting there and I was like, I'm sad, I'm crying. You can see that. I'm not going to show you what, I'm not going to show you why I'm crying. Right, right. I'm not going to show you that. Um, but again, it was one of those moments. And then I was sobbing the rest of the night, even after he had left. But I just, it was one of those moments where I was like, this is okay. This is, mm-hmm. this is okay for my four. It's not ideal. I was hoping he was in a bed. He wouldn't have seen me doing that. And also mommy gets sad sometimes and that's life. Yeah. On the opposite side of that, and I don't want to throw my husband under the bus because he's had a really rough year. Okay. No, this is actually kind of sad. So uh, he's, oh, my husband's mom passed away in January. Okay. And so um, my, my son has seen a lot of, not as much sadness as I would have expected my son to see under yeah. these circumstances. Okay. Sure. But my, my husband still will cry whenever his mom is brought up, but he doesn't cry he'll just maybe one tear will come out of his eye you know he Uh he's he processes things differently my mom passed away 10 years ago so me I was a drunken crying mess getting kicked out of bar like I processed it horribly he's processing it however he's processing there's not a right way to grieve you know um but my son sees that and my husband is also struggling as a man brought up in a kind of conservative traditional culture where it's not okay to cry. He's struggling with my son crying. Like when my son cries, he's like, it it triggers a man. No, he doesn't say be a man. He's not like that. And he, he's receptive to some of the things that I talk about, you know, he's trying, but he's just not there yet. And it'll be the doors open, the doors open. So I'm not proud of him. Okay. Right. Yeah. And he'll say, you know, it's okay to cry, but inside he's going, it's not okay to cry. You know, I can, I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. My son can feel it because he'll say, dad says it's okay to cry, but then he doesn't like when I cry, Uh but he cries Mm -hmm. whenever I talk about Pita, like whenever Mm -hmm. I say Pita's name, dad Uh cries. And so my son's having a really hard time. Yes understanding that. And so I have to talk to him about, you know, uh, well, you know, dad grew up in a different time and this is, he wasn't allowed to cry. And so he's having a hard time and I, you know, let's send him well wishes and hope that one day he feels safe enough to cry with us because we will love him no matter what. And, you know, we're trying to talk about it and I don't want to, again, talk bad about my husband because he's doing it the way that he can and the way that he was raised, but it's so tricky, you know, <laughs> it really is. that's really interesting. Yeah. I hadn't even really thought about that. I don't think I've even ever seen my husband cry unless he like tears up at like the end of a sporting movie. And right. it's like, oh my gosh, that was so yeah. powerful, but he doesn't much of a crier. And so right. yeah, that's interesting. But I actually was watching, I had the Barbie movie on last week and there's a scene where Ryan Gosling is like sobbing uncontrollably mm-hmm. in bed. And I don't remember, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but he basically was, she was like, it's okay to cry, Ken. And he was like, I'm an involved man. I know it's okay to cry. And I was like, God bless that line. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just wanted, I liked the acknowledgement there, but you're right. And again, I can't say it enough. I can, this is the theme of the, of our episode is like not seeking perfection, but also trying to do it as well as possible so that we don't screw up our children too much. Right. And how do we find that balance of me sobbing about my mother passing in January isn't my process and I'm confusing my son at the same time and then it's a whole yeah it's so tricky I and I you know I think we'll get there one day but my son I think is at a a point where he still feels he's like but I still think it's okay to cry like I'm still gonna cry when I want to cry like he's not letting that change how he processes things he knows he's like after I cry I feel better yeah so he he gets it how do you mind telling everyone how old your son is He's five. Five, yeah. He, he, yeah. Look, this five-year-old knows the issues are in the tissues. Right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that. He'll love that too. He loves a rhyme. Loves a nice, yes, I was going to say, <laughs> like the volcano, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. You know, there are uh, these somatic workouts and everything that apparently, like when you start moving your body in a certain way, it just kind of releases things. I was talking to a girlfriend. I am, and I use the biggest 
the airiest of air quotes here, training, training for a half marathon with some friends in April mm -hmm. in St. Louis. And I, I'm Ooh. just basically like their training. I'm just going and I'm going to run, walk and enjoy being outside. Um, and I was talking about that with a friend, another friend. And she was like, I love going on a run. I don't go very far. And I start out kind of walking and then I jog and then I usually end up sobbing and then people are staring at me, but apparently oh. I need to get something out. And I was like, Jessica, wow. that's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That could be a new form of therapy, marathon therapy. I, I, I was like, that's really interesting. I could probably use a good cry. And it is interesting. Once I finally get said, it's usually something, this is not my therapy session. I'm not mm -hmm. much of a crier. And mm -hmm. so if something really really insanely upsetting happens and then, but then I'm like oh look at me I'm crying this is great I'm just mm -hmm. like keep going like okay I, I did it I'm crying the perinatal podcast is supported by mom and dad makers of exceedingly comfortable and stylish pumping nursing and maternity bras specially designed clips and straps allow for easy access to feed your little one the design is specified to support the extra weight and increased size of your chest as milk starts to build and the beautiful fabrics and colors are created to help you feel sexy and current. Go to momanda underscore bras on Instagram, us.momanda.cc for my listeners in the States and shop.momanda.cc for my international listeners. Use code perinatal for 10% off your entire order of $40 or more. This episode of the Perinatal Podcast is supported by Needed, optimal nutrition for mamas before, during, and after pregnancy. My current favorites are stress support with adaptogenic and nervine botanicals selected and dosed to balance and uplift me, immune support because no matter the time of year, my children bring home all kinds of germs from school, and collagen protein which helps support joints, pelvic floor tissue, skin elasticity, and hair and nail strength. Use code PERINATALPODCAST for 20% off one-time purchase orders or for the first three months of our one-month subscription option. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was just trying to think of a word that we could call it and it would be the therathon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I have to do that. I love that so much. I'm gonna write that down. Okay. The therathon. We're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna do some more Googling. We're gonna figure this out. I like okay. it. Stay okay. Stay tuned for the therathon. <laughs> we'll have shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I was curious though, because you had talked earlier about the calm down piece and I know that you have, which the link will be in my notes, show notes. Um, okay. You have your Etsy shop, all these like calm down corner activities. And I was just curious about like, um, for if anybody who's kind of not familiar with the space, if you could tell us more about the calm down corner and how you got into it and how they help and all of that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, as I mentioned, I was a horrible teacher. I was a screamer and uh, <laughs> I got better by going to a lot of trainings and Something that I learned in several of the different places was it's great for your, your students to have a place in the classroom they can go mm -hmm. when they are feeling upset. Um, and I'm sorry if it's noisy here. I think someone's blowing leaves outside. Um, but I, um, so once I had that in my classroom, it really changed a lot of the dynamics. And if you think about it, grownups have calmed down corners. I cry in my bathroom. I meditate in the shower. My husband goes to the closet when he needs a break. You know, he'll go in there and shut the door. I know what's happening. He needs some time to think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a, do you have a space you go where it's like your calm down area or maybe the car? Some people like to just kind of. Yeah. So that for me, I sit in this office mm -hmm. all day long. I try to get up between clients and get up and move and have a snack and refill my water and hydrate and all of that stuff. And then for me, it's like the seven minutes that it takes me to get to school mm -hmm. to pick up my kids in my car. I've either got a podcast on or I'm like Marco Polo with my girlfriend, the one up from Salt Lake or like that to me is kind of like the detox of my day. So that's mm -hmm. not like an in the moment. I need a moment space, but it really has become like my ritual of like, I just, I need to be doing something that's very specific to how I'm feeling right now. And mm -hmm. I don't want to participate in anything else, whether I'm sitting silently or listening to a podcast or whatever it is. Um, I'm trying to think now I'm like, do I have a calm down corner? I have, we have a calm down corner for the children that I, yeah. I, I quilted them a little blanket that it was like a fleece that had like calm down sayings, like mindful sayings. You quilted it yourself. 
I took two pieces of fabric and sewed them together. And hey, that's them. that counts. Counting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let's just it's it's I didn't it's not even stuffed, but because I was like, it's just literally like something for them to hold and like a representative of like a snuggle and got the little yeah. rainbow calm down corner sign from Target and yeah. um, the monkey calms down book. I hate I hate yeah. calm down because I don't want people to tell people to calm down. I do like that my my kids teachers teach them like calm your body because mm-hmm. um, I think that's something that's really like not tangible but it, it's meaningful to them but I also never want them to feel like so anytime they're upset I'll be like keep crying out yeah Cry, go ahead. let it go like you're right I don't love the name calm down corner I really do I need to think of something better than that but I when um, we're working on Therathon we will work what, on the thing there you I go really, that'll be part of the meeting yes <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, but okay. So if you don't have an actual calm down corner, that's okay. Because I, what I think is after you use the calm down corner with your kids, they can take those strategies and use them out in the world. It's not something that they have to use in that corner. And a lot of people will tell me, I don't have enough space in my house Mm -hmm. for a calm down corner. So the one that I have in my little uh, guide is like a tri-panel poster board that you can fold, shove it under a bed, pull it out, and they can hide behind it when they need space. And it's got on the the board, it has like, these are some of the feelings that I enjoy feeling, or these are the feelings that I'm, I'm feeling right now that I'm not enjoying so much. These are some of my strategies. These are some of the feelings I'd like to get to eventually by using some of these strategies. Uh And again, all feelings are okay. It's okay to be frustrated, mad, upset, whatever, but your body cannot stay in fear forever, or you will have all these chemicals wreaking havoc on your joints and your, your tummy and everything, you know, it's not, yeah, factual. Exactly. So you, you have to eventually be able to regulate. Yes. So, um, basically I spend time explicitly teaching, practicing, showing my son how to recognize and my students too, not just my son, my students before here are the things that are happening in your body that are a clue to let you know, hey, I'm feeling this. Here are some things you can do to address those things that might help you to just chill a little bit. And then if whenever you're ready to leave, you can leave. And it's not a timeout. Uh, you don't send a kid there. It's a, hey, this place is available to you whenever you'd like it. Even if you just want to go in there and journal for a little bit. If you're yes. not feeling elevated in any way, if you just want to go chill in there, it's, uh-huh. it's your space. Yes. And um Yeah. So it's, you know, things like uh, calm down cream where you teach them how to actually rub it on their hands and smell it because smelling it forces them to take breaths. And then you teach them, unless you have a child who might be sensory seeking and might pull too hard, which can be bad for their fingers. um, You teach them how to like pull the anger and throw it out, like showing them how to do it Mm -hmm. and then, and then letting them practice it with you and then kind of slowly releasing them. Um, the first few times they use it, you might have to go in with them, but you know, there's all kinds of things you can add in there. I have in my, my book, I've got six pages, a chart with six pages of ideas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, like I said, I'll put that um, link to your shop in the show notes, but it really is helpful to have something that's kind of tangible and meaningful. I love the idea of too, like a, like an old school site. Well, I'm sure they still use it, but like science fair poster board where, right whether or not you have your own space, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is put up like a, it's like your screen that just right. surrounds the space and has the beautiful, meaningful things that they're familiar with that they learned about when they were in a calmer space right. and that bring them back down into that. I really, yeah, I think that's even, so meaningful. You could even give them like a backpack to put all the supplies in. And that could be like their parachute pack. You could use the whole plane analogy. I have a children's book that I'm working on. That's a brain plane thing. So uh, we, maybe it all ties together. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and then the other good thing is a tri-panel. You can get a Dollar Tree for $1.25. You can fold it, stick it in your car if you're going on a road trip and you're going to family's house over the holidays and you know your kid's going to need their own space because they're staying at your cousin's house and there's nowhere to go and your cousin yes. doesn't share their toys and they're, and, yes. you know, it's it's portable. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's also very true. I was wondering what you're, this is a tangent, but I was wondering what you're thinking about kind of like, again, articulating thoughts and feelings. And I think people go back and forth and I don't really know where I land on it, but I how do you feel about expressing like when you're frustrated to your child, like your behaviors are making me feel frustrated or I'm feeling frustrated as a result of that. Like, 
what do you, how, how do you kind of make your peace with that in conversations of being authentic right so we're not like showing the child like oh mommy's I'm taking breaths because that's what yeah. but what what does that look like for you um I I do share with my son when I'm frustrated with him and I he'll say are you mad at me and yes. I'm very rarely mad at him you know uh -huh. I'm more than often frustrated with what's going on so if we're like in a rush in the morning uh which is what normally happens you know we're trying to get the door <laughs> and and he can tell that I'm getting like a little bit flustered and I'll say, I'm, he'll say, are you mad? And I'll say, no, I'm frustrated because we have to get to school on time. I feel embarrassed when we're late and I, um, and you like to be the first person in the classroom. And then you are frustrated when we are not the first person in the classroom. So now I'm panicked that we're not going to be the first people in the classroom. So yeah. all of these emotions are, are happening for me. So, um, I try to then remember that I need to model taking deep breaths and stuff, but sometimes he's like, okay, you know, and then we just have this crazy dash to the car. Um, it's not, yes. always <laughs> yeah. but I'm I was just curious. Cause yeah. I really, I respect your views on a lot of uh, everything that you're describing. And I, I've seen people and perhaps they have fancier letters and more longitudinal studies mm -hmm. behind their names than I do, but I just find it meaningful for me when I'm in those mm -hmm. situations to be able to say, like not to say you're making me frustrated because right. you can't force me to feel any sort of way, but your lollygagging is making me feel frustrated because you like to be first in the class and so on and so forth. Right. Um, and I know some people are like, well, don't put your emotions on your children. And I'm like, but I think it helps them to understand that their actions do impact other people around them. Like you aren't in control of me and you can't make me feel a certain way. And also you doing certain things can impact my day. Right. And I, well, I just made a TikTok about this yesterday. Actually, um, I was listening to another podcast, Nobody's Listening, right? And they were kind of talking about this too. But it's okay if his actions are making me feel frustrated. Again, I'm not saying you are making me frustrated. This situation is making me frustrated. But also, I'm the adult. The way I respond to that is what's important. Mm -hmm. the, if I should not be then screaming and throwing a fit about it, you know, I should yeah. be able to to then calm down. Yes. If, uh, you know, if he's screaming and throwing a fit, then I can help him through that. And it's more understandable, but as an adult, we should have more emotional regulation strategies. And if we don't, we should find a therapist or somebody that can. Hey, that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And again, I, it's both of those things are so true. So you're allowing them to understand that their actions do have absolute like that impacts other people and also here's what can be done in a responsive way versus a reactive way i'm an adult i'm going to stay as regulated as possible and also i need you to hightail it on out of here like having right. <laughs> having all of those meaningful you know discussions um so i all of that leading to you wrote how to possibly actually remember everything next time which is by far like the most fabulously clever thing <laughs> Parent of yeah. all time what what and you're writing a children's book which I'm already very excited about we'll have you right oh, back yeah, thank you. whenever you're ready to talk about that and thanks well. how did you come to decide like I need to put this all together I'm going to put it in a book all of that. yeah um well I just found that a lot of people were responding well to acronyms that I came up with when I was making videos the acronyms were sticking people were like oh this is helpful because it helps me remember in the moment it's that thing where you know, you can only remember when you're calm, you're in the cockpit of your plane. And so I was like, okay, here are some things that people can learn and remember these steps. Um, and it's, you know, a big chunk of the book is just acronyms. Um, and they don't need, you don't need to read the whole book at once. You can say, Hey, right now I'm having a hard time with my kid, not knowing how to apologize. There's a chapter on apologizing. I'm going to memorize the steps then I'm going to be able to use those with my kid. Okay. So now three months later, I'm having a hard time with my child cleaning their room. There's a chapter about that. These are the steps for that. I'm going to memorize that and then work with my kid on that. And so, yeah, I just thought it would be good to have it all together in one concise volume. Although reading it aloud has taken, I've been trying to record this audiobook for months. I don't know why it's taking me so long. I'll, other than my ADHD. 
<laughs> well, I was going to say for many reasons, right? But also, yeah. too, I mean, it really is, that's a, it's an undertaking. I'm always super impressed by people. And some people, you know, that's their job is voice actor and or something similar, and they breeze through it in two days. But I've always been fascinated by that because I do love an audiobook sometimes and it seems like a lot of work. Well, I really only consume audiobooks these days. I if for this book, I really do recommend having a paper copy because yes. it is acronyms. And I think that just reading it is helpful. And then like being able to like put a bookmark on that page and flip to it is helpful. Yes. It'd be harder to consume an audio version. But I do understand my my neurodivergent friends like me, we we like an audiobook. So I'm doing it for the people. Yes. <laughs> and and they I, they all appreciate that for sure. But yeah, it really is. I, and see, I, I really like to circle and highlight. And even if I never go back in and look at it again, which a lot of times I actually do, mm -hmm. but there's something for me that's very meaningful about like writing that down. And that's what I've been in your book, like, you know, writing or notes or whatever. Um, so it just depends. Like I remember I was listening to, it's not sitting over here, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Okay. Yeah. I was so excited to listen to it. And I had a little bit of a drive when I lived in Houston and and I kept being like, oh, I need to write that down. Oh, I need to write that down. Oh, I need to write that down. Right. So, All right. I got to stop this. And I went and bought the book. <laughs> I No, that would totally. And I think that that might happen to you if you do the audio book of this. Um, but I still recommend you do it. If, if that's the only way you can consume it, fine. But Absolutely. I personally, if I were going to read this book, would want to read it on paper so that I could make notes and just if I forgot one part of it, I wouldn't have to find like, okay, gosh, chapter seven, fast forward to three minutes and 27 seconds, you know, just feels like it would be challenging. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited too, um, because I, like I said, I read the book and it's, and it's also really a consumable book too. Like that's a little bit higher, larger print. And it just, mm -hmm. yeah, it's really been I very helpful for me to go tried through. to make it easy peasy. Yeah. What are some <laughs> of the, a couple of the highlights that might be helpful for people to listen to? Um, I think the most helpful thing, I mean, there's all the acronyms, there's BRAT, the BRAT method, which I wish I wouldn't have called it that because people are like, why are you calling kids BRATs? And I also, am. what about the BRAT diet? And I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, fine. Valid points. Had I known that it was going to become popular, I would have called it something else, but yes, it does help you because sometimes you're like, why is my kid being a brat? So I try to make my acronyms not only acronyms, but also like applicable to the situation that you use them for. So right. when your child's in a tantrum, you use the brat method. When they're in a meltdown and they actually need space, because if you try to make eye contact with them, they're going to flip out even further. Space is the acronym. Um, uh, and then there's a whole chapter with emotional regulation strategies, which I think is going to be really helpful because that's what people are always asking me for. And it has, it's just a chart. Basically it's like, here's the strategy, here's how you do it. And it's, um, things that you could use in a calm down corner, but also that you could use as an adult to yeah. chill. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, one of my favorite things to say is you know, the one of the, one of not the best, one of the best ways to help a child with anxiety is to have their parent with anxiety, get their own help. Yes. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where the information you're sharing is not necessarily, I mean, does common sense really exist anyway, but it's not common yeah. sense. Like it seems, it seems so simple when you're reading it, like, oh, duh, of course, right. a dysregulated adult is not going to help a child become regulated. Of course that makes sense. But do we actually sit and think about it? And so in reading this book and it's like, oh, you can help your child by doing these things. It's like, and you could try to use them yourself first. <laughs> yes, exactly. Have uh, you thought about reading? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I hope that that's the takeaway and I hope that it helps parents and um, yeah, I, I hope it's helpful. I am reading through it. I did self-publish, so I self-edited and that is, I'm not the best editor. I'm okay. I edit other people's papers and I'm a lot better at editing other people's <laughs> Oh, well, I think so. I think that, <laughs> I think we're always better at. I, not, I shouldn't say always. Very rarely is anything one thing, but I think oftentimes I'm like, yes, it makes more sense for me to look at somebody else. It'd be, it's nice to be the extra set of eyes versus those are my Only. eyes looking at yeah. my eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm reading it now. I'm reading it out loud now to my computer, and I'm going, ah, Jackie, that wasn't right. <laughs> you should have said that better, but. It's okay. It's my first book. I've got more in me. So I was going to say, absolutely. We have to start somewhere. Um, yeah. I've had a couple of, I've been very lucky to have a, a number of great authors on. And I have a lot of people are saying similar things too. Like 
one of them was saying um Jessica Leahy was talking about I'm glad that first book that I wrote didn't get published because oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but that is not to say that I'm not I'm very glad that this is out there you know what oh I mean my gosh, absolutely. Yes, yeah <laughs> I, I, I feel curious. strongly yeah would you ever have you thought about this is this is literally I might even cut this out of the podcast but I'm actually just curious because I'm I've been writing my own book as well when you're going through and reading that, are you taking notes and maybe like, oh, I could update that for a second edition? Are you like, nope, this is what I've got and I'm leaving it? What do you think? <laughs> um, that's a great, that's a great point. I could do a second edition of it. I mean, I, and I could add more to it because I've already got more acronyms that are coming out of me. So for sure, there's a possibility. Anything's possible. Yeah. I don't, like I said, <laughs> that out. I was just for yeah. myself, no. I was curious. Yeah. Um, well, great. And so now we have come to, I am so excited. Tell me about <laughs> hiding in cars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, it's a podcast. I started with my friend, Evelyn Marley, who, um, she and I started some podcasts together over the, during the pandemic about yeah. Bravo. Actually, we did one about Bravo and one about neighborhood gossip. And, um, we just, we bounce off each other really well and we get along so well. And, um, we stopped, we, we like lost touch a little bit and we decided we wanted to start another podcast we we're like, well, why don't we just do a podcast where we catch up and hopefully it's helpful for people. And the whole idea is like, it's for moms who are spending that last 10 to 15 minutes in their car before they go in the house. I said it earlier. <laughs> That's my home <laughs> corner. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's a good transition. You know, you need, once you've done one activity, I need a little transition time into the next activity. And yeah. so it's just, uh, you don't have to listen. Nothing is going to, if you miss a minute, you're, nothing is going to, um, change your world, you know, but we try to just be funny and silly in the main episodes. And then, um, we have listener submitted or Jackie submitted questions. Um, and we answer those on a bonus episode. So we record every other week and, uh, we try to do like something with parenting or boundaries because mm -hmm. Evelyn is, um, she's an executive coach is her title, I guess, but she does like boundary awareness and how to help people set boundaries and stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, that's Something, wonderful. Yeah, we love it. It's so fun. And even if nobody was listening, we'd keep doing it, but we hope you come listen. It's called yes. Hiding in Cars. Yeah. <laughs> that will also obviously be in the show notes as well. Is that on what Apple and- It's everywhere, Spotify I think. And... As far as I know, it's everywhere. Yeah. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Well, so you mentioned your mom earlier and I wanted to come back to, um, gosh, it was almost a month ago now, but you had posted yeah. that your mom used to say, when you don't know what to do, don't do anything, pause. And I just thought, I don't even really necessarily have a question on that. I just yeah. want to say it out loud and put it into yeah. the universe for people. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Barbara was, she was a funny, funny lady with lots of funny, funny things that she said. And I, uh, you know, she also did a lot of not great things, but <laughs> We're not looking for perfection. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's true. That's true. But that, that thing has helped me a lot because I do, well, although I do struggle with decisiveness and sometimes it's helpful for me to just make a choice because really yes. either choice in the end is yes. not going to make a difference. Yes. yes. You're talking but, about a four-year-old right now. It's like, just pick a pair just, of socks. <laughs> anything. They're the same. <laughs> They're the same. Yeah. Same out, outcome. Um, yes. But, you know, there are, when it's a bigger thing that might have a more profound effect on your life, uh, you don't have to choose right away unless you have to choose right away. So if you need to take some time to think about it, take some time to think about it. And so right. I, I just love it. I love it. I'm just going to say it one more time for everybody. So when you don't know what to do, don't do anything, pause. And again, these are not life and death situations. These are, right. you know, and I think too, it goes back to responsive, res responsive versus reactive. Like, if your children are throwing stuff at each other or being rude, again, don't let them hurt each other. But, you know, like if no one is going to be injured, maybe take a lap around the dining room before you go in and intervene. Maybe right. do a breathing. I'm always a fan of oxygenating yeah. your muscles. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things, one of the chapters in my book, because people always tell me, you know, well, you don't know what to do with two kids. You only have one kid. And I'm like, well, I was a teacher for 11 years. So, cut me some slack first of all, but Hi. I have a strategy that's called the nurse and the narrator. And so first you are the nurse, you triage, you see, is anybody going to get hurt? Just like you said, is anybody significantly more upset than anybody else? And if you need to address that, then do it. But if you don't know what to do, just start narrating what's happening. 
brother threw a sock at sister's head and sister's upset because it stinks and also germs in her eye and it just start, it buys you time it yes. helps you understand the situation better it helps you yes. pause they will say that's not why i'm mad i'm mad because she ate my cheerio you know it helps clarify everything and yes. just gives you time I, don't know. I love that. That's a real, that's a, it's actually a solution focused brief therapy tool where mm -hmm. you repeat something back to somebody or you kind of make like, I don't want to use the word assumption that's too aggressive, but like you're upset because, uh, because you're afraid of germs going in your eyeball mm -hmm. and they can either agree with you and go on and say yes. And, and here's because this thing that's going on, or they can be like, no, we ate my Cheerios. And then it's like, oh, well now I understand why you're really upset. So I can be more helpful oh, and impactful in this situation um because i inferred one thing from having viewed it this way and yet this happened while i was in the other room etc so um so i love that too right just yeah when that's narrate i like that we've got, <laughs> we've got the taglines we've got yeah. the therathon we are making yeah. it love it you have the most, <laughs> one of the most fabulously creative minds in oh. you and you work it. That's really wonderful. I love that. Thank you. That's yes. I I feel very, very, very lucky to be able to do that. I'm very glad that my husband has been so supportive of me pursuing all of these things that I love to do because, you know, I, I obviously we agreed that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom for a few years, but then since Kind Mind Smart Hearts has been um successful-ish you know, he's like, you know, this is your, your time that you'll get to pursue something like this. You know, sure. if, if you want to keep going with it, now's the time let's do it. Yes. And it has made him have to work harder at his job. Um, so I do appreciate that. And I yes. don't know if he's going to listen, but if he does, thank you very much, Luciano. That's very thank nice. You, Luciano. <laughs> that's so sweet. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the same. Austin does listen to this and bless his little heart. Cause sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want to say it never I've never had an episode where somebody can't get anything out of it, but some of them are very specific. Like um, I did one on umbilical hernias, so, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, and bless him. He's heard every single minute of it, but yeah, that's the same thing for me to be able to do private practice is something that I had always wanted to do when I started, even when I started social work school. Um, and some of that meant that he was lifting the load financially for a little while yeah. there. So we just always like to appreciate and send shout outs to the, you know, the people around us <laughs> right definitely yes, yes. Not, not to say that we don't lift our own loads because we definitely we do. sure well I think <laughs> if anybody is listening to this podcast and was curious as to whether either one of the, they probably wouldn't be right I don't think people right who that's be, true so, I don't know maybe not if not if not please, please feel free to dm me I'd be happy to have that conversation yeah <laughs> in a solution focused way right, um definitely. great so obviously this will all be in the show notes but I love to just have everyone um as well because I find that a lot of times people find you people through my podcast which is great where can everybody find you um, you can find me at kind minds underscore smart hearts pretty much everywhere um except X, which is just at kind minds underscore, but I don't really do anything over there anymore. I haven't tweeted because uh, it's not a thing. So that's kind of just sitting there being probably a source where I'll get in trouble later on in life. And then, uh, <laughs> no, I love Travis Kelsey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Travis Kelsey. He was innocent and sweet. That's good. Right. Or did I miss? I something? think he called the Clippers dancers fat or something, but otherwise, oh. yes, he was being otherwise but I, you know what? I'm sorry. This is a tangent quickly. Yeah. Honestly, in that situation, I think he should go and do a dance with the Clippers team. I don't know what they're called. The dance team and, and make amends. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, just go look, we all make stupid choices and have yeah. on people's bodies. And we now are aware that we're not entitled to comment on people's bodies anymore. A decade on after he said that. So right. yes, oh, yeah, everything else good. was like, I'm eating a ham sandwich for lunch. <laughs> which is a great choice. Love a ham Love sandwich. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And then uh, oh, also at hiding in cars, like I said before, but yes, that's where you can find me. Um, and then I have an Etsy shop. Like you said, it's um, velvet hammer designs. I had that before I started any of this other stuff and I was selling Bravo merch. Yes. So if you like Bravo, if you're a real, real housewives person, there's some shirts there. Actually the shirt that Tom Sandoval was wearing on TV on the trip that they went to with Raquel that says Yellow Robe Smith is from my shop. Oh, so yeah. I'm part of Scandaval. <laughs> Congratulations. What a moment. Thanks. Yeah. And Ariana bought it for him from my shop. So it is her quote that he was wearing and basically rubbing in her face. So uh, if you buy it, I also donate a portion of that to skin cancer 
research yes. because Ariana uh, and I both had melanoma. So yes. that is something. Spreading the word. Yeah. Spreading the word. Sunscreen <laughs> team. Sunscreen and water. Yes. Sunscreen all day. Yeah. Agreed. All day. Jackie, thank you so much for taking the time. I have been looking forward to this basically since Me we started too. chatting with each other. And it's been such a pleasure. And I'm so excited to get to share all this information with the listeners. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm sorry it took me so long to buckle down a date. I just, you know, nope. I'm, it's, where's look, the time? We, we were meant to be, what is today? Well, it won't, it's not going to drop today anyway, but we were meant to be here in this moment right now. And I, I always try to have that view of like, what wasn't meant for me doesn't come to me or whatever the expression is. And like, yeah. I, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now if I had made other choices. And that's just, that's really got to be my mantra these days, a very long mantra, but <laughs> That's the energy. That's gonna write energy. it down if you're gonna repeat that one. Adam. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, remember, be curious, not judgmental. Goodbye. If spending time with the Perinatal Podcast is something you value and enjoy, it would mean so much if you could write a review of the show on your app and don't forget to subscribe so you get a notification when new content is posted. Take a moment to leave a five-star rating too. Fresh content is available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your content, and you tuning in to every episode is what helps keep us going. Follow me at Amplify Wellness with Meg on Instagram, and you can find more content by searching the hashtag, The Perinatal Podcast. Our show is executive produced by David Presley and produced by Meg Duke. Our theme song was written and performed by Antoine McDuffie.